Election 2020 continues. I think Pete Callender, Pete, you were here in 2000 when we were going through that Bush Gore month long thing that never seemed to end, right? If I'm, I'm not, I was. It gets yep. all fuzzy after a while to me, but I, yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, it, this is territory we've been down before as far as uh, not having it resolved on election night. Uh, I hope it doesn't go as long as it did that year, but we know it's. Uh, uh, probably not going to end today. Now, what may happen today is that uh, one of these states, uh, Georgia, is right on the brink here, it would appear, of uh, uh, announcing uh, a, 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 that a result. And mm-hmm. if, if it goes Biden's way, then, of course, uh, uh, that will be uh, the, the declaration of him uh, winning. But then, of course, the litigation from President Trump is going to keep this going for a while. The, the news that's uh, happened since I got on the air about an hour ago is that Georgia now uh, has flipped uh, Biden now leading by about 917 votes. So uh, that's with 99% of precincts reporting. So there's one to watch. Pennsylvania apparently could uh, be announcing new numbers anytime. But I want to start with uh, just your general thoughts on what's happened since I last talked to you during our coverage the other night. Um, well, on the uh, just for the duration of this election period, you mentioned 2000. Do you know how long it took before we knew who the president was in 2000? It was into December. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think we can last that long? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're our society is equipped or built to last that long any uh, anymore. Um, I don't think people are going to sit around and watch what the U-Haul of ballots being driven up a Florida interstate. I don't think people have that kind of patience anymore. Well, the short attention span. Right. Uh, that is attached to social media it would probably make our heads explode if, if somebody said, all right, it's going to be December 17th. But right. You're right. And we, we did wait that long. So uh, it, it has happened before. But uh, and by the way, Pete Callender, you can hear him tomorrow and also Sunday. Uh, the big story on WBT and the Pete Callender podcast and uh, a big part of our election coverage the other night. And a longtime voice here, uh, as I pointed out, back in 2000 when he was a, a reporter and a talk show host. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of perspective and historical uh, knowledge of this area. A lot of stuff happened in North Carolina uh, outside of the presidential race that is worth talking about. And i got to get your take on uh, the Cal Cunningham, Tom Tillis unofficial results. And then, of course, uh, District Number 11 uh, that you've uh, closely followed uh, with the uh, Cawthorn-Davis race. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first thing I think in in general, and this applies especially here in North Carolina, is that at the heart of uh, a lot of the arguments that we have heard over the last 20 years, my entire professional career in North Carolina, is that uh, Democrats win when there's high turnout, right? That's always been the argument, and it is the assumption that most other arguments about election integrity are built around, right? Anytime you try to change the hours of early voting, you want to do a voter ID law, you want to require signatures on absentee ballots, you want to cross-reference voter rolls with other states, um, it's always the argument against those things is always rooted in an assumption that Republicans don't want high turnout because high turnout means Democrats win. That has now been blown up with this election. We had 75 percent turnout in North Carolina and Democrats lost seats in their uh, in the General Assembly, which means uh, all the money, hundreds of millions of dollars that were spent in order to elect Democrats to control the redistricting process were just basically, you know, lit on fire and wasted. So uh, they actually lost seats. They did pick up one in the state Senate. It's not going to be enough. They still are the minority party in both of those chambers. Uh, So I, I, I hope that 
argument now gets put to rest. Um, on the Cal Cunningham Tom Tillis race, uh, I don't make predictions on outcomes anymore. Tw- I, I, 2016 chastened me, so uh, I don't make the I, I don't make predictions. But it does appear like Tillis has uh, a, a wider margin now than he had to beat Kay Hagen, um, and I think it really was the uh, the barbecue picture that did Cal Cunningham in. I think that's what did it for him. Speaking right? of social media, the power of social media. I mean, there it is right there. And then, you know, the Council of State. Now, uh, Roy Cooper held his first news conference yesterday since the election. And I uh, got a lot of questions about COVID and whether or not he's going to uh, change restrictions. But uh, he was also asked to talk about the Council of State. And uh, he said he talked to Dan Forrest, uh, has not talked to Biden or Cunningham uh, since the election. But, you know, uh, this 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 election is really top heavy uh, because of the presidential uh, interest and also in North Carolina. So much talk about Cooper and Forrest. But when you look down the ballot here, uh, it's quite a story there. Uh, the lieutenant governor situation, really a viral star. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, Mark Robinson is the lieutenant governor and seems to have a very bright future. Yeah, it all comes back to the uh, to the social media, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like the guy does a speech at Greensboro City Council uh, uh, talking about the Second Amendment and how, you know, you guys are punishing, the council is trying to punish law-abiding citizens to placate uh, you know, offenders, basically. And uh, the video goes viral, and he parlays that into a statewide elected office. First African-American Republican elected uh, in North Carolina history. And uh, so that's that's obviously a, a positive for the Republican Party. The state's top votainer, by the way, that's a word I'm trying to work into the lexicon <laughs> rather than vote-getter, because I just think votainer sounds better. But vote, the top votainer is actually Steve Troxler, the Agriculture Commission uh, candidate or, and, and incumbent, yeah. which uh, like that's that's kind of surprising. But this always comes down. I say this every election. Candidates matter, right? The candidate matters. You can't just run just run anybody and say, well, they're a D or they're an R. And so they're going to win. And Troxler's a known person, a known entity. And his challenger, Jenna Wadsworth, is not. She put out another she put out a video that went viral for all the wrong reasons as well, where she basically celebrated Donald Trump getting covid. Uh, And uh, that did not go well for her. And uh, the farmers did not respond very well to that. If you're going to try to get farmers to vote out the incumbent that they they kind of like, he's done a good job for them. You're going to have to come stronger than that. And then on the the governor's race, Dan Forrest, uh, I've, I've said this and we talked about this on the podcast yesterday about, you know, these ticket splitters in North Carolina, they'll vote for Trump, but then not vote for Forrest. I think if you're going to be the anti-mask candidate like Forrest positioned himself either yeah. intentionally or he got kind of forced into, then you have to make that argument as to why masks are not working. You have to present some some argument. And I don't think he did that. And. That was to his detriment, I believe. Well, and I, I would also add that I think uh, he adopted that late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not uh, something that he uh, was was out there touting uh, necessarily very early in the process. Now, uh, one last one here, and you talked about uh, how candidates matter. Uh, some people out there may say, well, you know what? Money matters too, Pete. Mm-hmm. But if you look at South Carolina, $84 million, <laughs> uh, and that may be a conservative estimate as it relates to Jamie Harrison, $84 million, and you lose by 10 to, uh, again, one of the more established, more recognizable candidates in the entire country, or should I say uh, incumbents, mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. Yeah, like 
it, it does make you wonder who thought, hey, why don't we just shovel more bad money after the good in South Carolina? Uh, and like, I get it that a lot of people were mad at Lindsey Graham because of the Kavanaugh hearings and the way he uh, and the, uh, the the nomination and uh, appointment of Amy Coney Barrett as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that translating into, you know, $84 million. Like, that's insanity. Just like Mitch McConnell, um, the money that was spent there, I think, combined. Uh, what's her name? Amy McGrath, I believe was her name. Uh, it was like almost $200 million spent to try to oust those two. And it, and it fell short, obviously. But think of all of the other candidates and campaigns that could have benefited from that money. Okay, so from now on, when I hear or say the word votainer, I'm going to say copyright Pete Callender. You don't even have to say that. It's not even my term. I took it from a listener. It's oh, not okay. even mine. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I give it to you. Please, okay. you know, spread the word and uh, let's make this happen. It, it could be something North Carolina is known for. But, but when eventually we, we it becomes, you know, added to the dictionary, you're going to say, remember where you heard it first yes. or, or second, I guess. Well, absolutely. I mean, yes. we're radio people. That's branding. You know <laughs> That's that. That's right. That's right. Steal it, right? Uh, 628, <laughs> uh, Pete, thank you. And, and don't forget, Pete, Saturday and Sunday mornings and his podcast. And uh, again, thanks for uh, your uh, contribution to uh, the coverage the other night. Oh, certainly. Good, good catching up with you. By the way, I had my... Uh, Sheriff Jim Pendergraft pencil on hand for the uh, for the election. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Excellent. Uh, it reinforces my point that Pete's been a, Pete's been around these parts for a while and knows knows them well. Thanks a lot, my friend. Six twenty eight on WBT. It's back to the news center. On-